Okay, welcome to week four of our class, and today we are going to be discussing the Bible as it relates to culture. As, as the Christian faith, we subscribe to the notion that the men who wrote the Bible were not under some kind of trance when they were writing the sacred scripture. We believe that they wrote either letters, uh, historical content, or poetry based out of what was happening around them and in response to the current uh, situation or the current environment in which they were in. And so, uh, because we don't believe that God somehow just sent out this sacred word via a parachute, and all of a sudden we had these texts that we had to follow or there was a supernatural happenstance that led to the Bible as we have it today. And because it was written by men, definitely under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we have to take into account the culture or the cultural context in which the text was written. And this then poses its own challenges. And so we need to approach this knowing that understanding that cultural context becomes relevant to understanding the text so as to figure out what the uh, function is, what we are expected to do, what the applicability of the text is. And so the three different cultures that we have to take into consideration as we go through the Bible to understand or get a better grasp of its relevance as it pertains to where we are at in order to apply it. So the first is going to be the historical cultural context. Um, the first obstacle that we meet when we look at the historical cultural context is that we did not live in that culture. We are so removed from it uh, in time and in, 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 in space. So because of that, it can be difficult to connect how or to look at that particular culture and have a full grasp of uh, what it entailed, what it looked like, so that we can get a better comprehension of the text. Now, we do have the, the blessing of knowing that the Bible was not written in a time or in a geographical uh, space that never existed. It's not a fantasy, but an actual book that talks about actual history. So we do have the nation of, of, of Israel that we can look at uh, because it, it is from there that the, the Bible was, um, was written or that it came from. So we do have that advantage that we can use to sort of understand a little better the historical cultural context in which the Bible was written. So when you look at it, from the New Testament versus the Old. When Moses was writing the uh, text of the uh, first five books of the Bible, he was in a different cultural context than when Paul begins to write in the New Testament. And so, again, how Paul handles the scripture of the Old Testament can give us an understanding of what the differences in the cultural context was and why certain 
principles or uh, certain customs were enacted in that particular time frame. And so scripture in itself can give us keys to understanding the historical cultural context or the customs that were practice within the time frame what they look like so we can look to scripture as a guideline or as a guidance into giving us those keys and so because of the fact that we need to understand the cultural context whether it is a custom or the geography the geographical position in which the text was written we need to understand that in order to gain a better appreciation of the text and because that can pose itself a, a, a challenge we need to figure out and then we're going to talk about that how to overcome that historical cultural um, uh, uh, context. So the next cultural context that we deal with, so number one was the historical one, and number two is current culture. So right now we live in our own current culture. Again, that is determined by customs be based on the geographical place that you are in. So you have a different culture here, and I, I think it can even go by state. So when you look at Oklahoma, there is a culture that we have here in Oklahoma that might not necessarily translate itself in New York, and they would have a different uh, culture that they have there. So current culture plays a part in reading the particular text and trying to figure out how to apply that particular text in the current culture, that also can pose a, a challenge that will need to be overcome. And also, we understand things based on the culture from which we are living in. So I understand uh, what love is based on what the culture dictates. Um, I was chuckling to myself because when I, when I grew up in Zimbabwe, uh, we don't have this concept uh, of personal space. Like, you know, I don't really know what personal space uh, really was until I came here. So because when we travel, and most people travel this way, we, we go into these minibuses and we, we're packed so tight like sardines in this, in this, uh, minibus, in this minibus. And so you're kind of used to being that close and that intimate with people so sometimes when you have conversations people are so close to each other but we don't we really don't see it because again we're kind of used to it so you come here and you're talking to somebody who's used to personal space and then you know they kind of move away from you because they're like hey you are getting into my personal space and then that can translate to me to mean, oh, you don't want to hear what I'm saying, or you really don't care, or I have some BO that's going out there, and so you need to move away. And so, again, I'm translating that based on the culture from which I'm coming from, and then the person who's moving away is translating this whole transaction based on their own personal cultural context. So it's, it's imperative to understand that we have different cultures, even right now, from which then we're trying to practice what the word teaches. So when I see a particular text and it's telling me to apply a particular principle, I might find it that it's difficult or different to practice it because I'm translating that through my own current culture. So that can then pose its own challenge in trying to uh, translate what the scriptures are teaching me based on the current culture in which I am in. And then the third one, so we talked about historical and then current culture. Then the third one is personal culture. So each and every single one of us here have their own personal culture. That could come off of... Uh, 
your your parents or your upbringing and that is handed down on how things are done so you create your own personal culture it could also be out of experience the things that you have witnessed as you have been existing on this earth that has made you create your own personal culture and again your environment also plays a part depending on where you live how you how you can do things and 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 so that creates a personal culture and then again that can also pose its own challenge on how to translate the sacred scripture to actually apply what the Bible is teaching because then what you were reading or what you're hearing can be difficult for you to translate to application based on the personal culture that you have uh, grown or cultivated for yourself. So what then is, is, is a solution? Like how do we overcome this? Okay, so, so what I'm about to give you and what we're about to talk about, these are just guidelines and I want you to understand that they're guidelines. I don't think there is a magic bullet that exists out there that will immediately get all these things distinctively um, um, set apart so that you know exactly what is what. But we're gonna look at some guidelines that we can use that can aid us. But the overarching thing that we need to understand is the Holy Spirit is there to guide us. Okay, that's the, that's the first thing that I want us to kind of just hold on to is that the Holy Spirit is always going to be present to guide us along. And whatever it is that seems either contradictory or difficult, it is not for us to then throw the whole text away or even stop searching. Because again, our presupposition is that the Bible is all truth, that it is God's word that has been given to us. And so because we hold on to this, then it is our position that we will seek out that truth and find it in order for us to apply. So whether it's confusing or whether it might seem contradictory or whether it might seem like it doesn't make any sense, then at that point we don't stop and then just throw everything away. What we do is we commit ourselves to still searching out this truth that we might find what God wants us to know and to apply it. And so that is is very key. And so therefore we remain rightly committed to the Holy Spirit, to God guide us and show us the path that we are to take. So the thing that you're looking for as you look at the historical cultural context in order for you to apply it in current culture or in your personal culture, you are looking for two things, okay? You're looking for either principle or custom. So you're looking for either principle or custom. So principle is something that can transcend culture and time and something that can be practiced, that is not a contradiction within any particular culture. For example, the Bible will say, give, and it will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, and social men give back to your bosom. I can practice that in whatever culture. So it transcends current culture, it transcends my personal culture, and even if you look at it from the historical cultural context, it transcends that also. So it transcends time, it transcends geography, so that right there is a principle that can be practiced no matter which culture one finds themselves in. And then you also look at a particular scripture that would say, when the disciples were sent out by Jesus to go and minister, he told them to, to, to take off their shoes, you know, and, and to rub the dust. If, if, if people were to reject them, rub, rub the dust or, 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 off of them. And so is that a principle? Is that a custom? 
Okay. So again, it, it, it is not to follow that if you're going to evangelize, if you're going to do something to spread the gospel of Jesus, that you need to do it without wearing shoes. Okay. So again, I can easily see that that is a custom that doesn't transcend to the fact that anytime I want to minister, my shoes need to be taken off. So I see that that is a custom or a practice that happened that particular time and does not pertain to, uh, our time today. So you will find scriptures like, like that that will be very simple for you to figure out what is principle and what is custom. The very popular scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, which talks about women in ministry. Now, uh, as you all know, we uh, subscribe to women ministry or women ministers in this house because we believe that God can call a woman and a woman can minister and we can receive and be blessed by it. However, when you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, when Paul says, when a woman is prophesying, she must cover her head or she must uh, be seated. Now, in that particular text, it is not always easy to determine whether that is principle or that is culture because some people would argue and say, no, that is actually a, a, a principle that women are not to teach in the presence uh, of men. And they can argue that it is a principle versus custom. And some people will argue that it is a custom. Now, that is exactly what it was, that back in the day, that's exactly how it was translated, that any time a woman was to speak, they'd cover their head. So then if you go to a deeper study of the Israelite culture, do you find that? And in some instances, you will find that not necessarily. So, so you will need then at that point to be deeply committed, committed to just going through this journey so that you can separate that which is principle and, and that which is custom. Again, like we said, the number one thing that you're going to exercise is to be yielded to the Holy Spirit to help you figure out what is principle. What do you want me to do with the scripture that I have read or that which is custom? What do you want me to understand out of that custom so that I can better appreciate the text? So that's kind of what you're going to be uh, looking at, and that's the direction that you, that you would go. So some pointers to help us with this um, is... Uh, humility. That's 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 one thing that I think is 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 very key uh, again to rightly divide or handle the word of truth. Is I must be in a position where I know that I do not know it all, and possibly I cannot know it all, and that sometimes I need to lay it down, lay down an understanding that I held so dearly in order for God to give me a word that is new or that is fresh. And if we approach the text in humility and not with the attitude of I know it all or I understand it all, or it is as it has always been in my head and it cannot be movement, uh, when we talked about the presuppositions in the first class that we talked about and you're dogmatic about it, then you will lose the ability of getting the whole picture that God wants to give to you. So no matter what principle you follow, no matter what thing that you're going to do in order for you to understand the impact of Bible and, and, and culture, uh, everything must come back to the central theme of the Bible. It cannot be in contradiction to the central theme of the Bible, which talks about God uh, being a loving God and how he has saved us or wants to save us through his son, Jesus Christ. And so 
it, it it needs to stay in line with that particular understanding. Otherwise, it is not credible um, against the scriptures that we are reading. So you got to remain, you got to remain humble. And then there is an uh, applicability issue here also. Um, if a, a scripture is giving us a principle or a a um, a, a precept. How that can be practiced can look kind of different based, again, on the cultural context from which you are reading it um, and based on the cultural context in which you are to practice it, whether current or personal. And, and so the applicability is going to be different. And when certain, t- um, when certain uh, precepts are put across and you're looking at them within the cultural context in which you are trying to exercise them, and you find that the practice it cannot mimic or cannot look like the principle that you have uh, seen in your in your own personal culture, then at that point you will need to take a moment and figure out if this is not applicable within my personal culture or within the current culture then what is the text trying to show me? What is the text trying to get me to understand? And so when you find that I cannot practice a thing, and again, you might be hard-pressed to find it, but you cannot practice it because of where you're at, then again, you need to, to figure out what the text is trying to teach you, what the text is trying to show you uh, in terms of bringing you or drawing you closer uh, to God, and so uh, applicability is going to play a part in you understanding whether it is a principle or whether it is a custom. Again, in most cases, when it's something that cannot be practiced within that cultural context, it is most likely going to be a custom. But again, it, this is not a, a, a be all and end all thing. So again, applicability can can guide you to figure out whether it is a principle or whether it is uh, custom. So um, as you go through this journey of, 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 of studying the Bible with the tools that you have gotten from this class, um, I think it is important that we realize that um, this is a journey. It's not a one-stop, you know, I do this and I got it and then I just move on, but it's a journey that is a continual journey that you walk with God. And again, you, you look at Peter in the book of Acts, who almost denied God because God was telling him to kill and eat. And then he would say back to God, I will not eat that which is unclean. And then God has to come back to him and say, hey, Peter, don't call what God has given you to eat as unclean. And so God, again, giving Peter a new understanding, a new revelation um, of understanding exactly what he meant. So he, he, he gives context to the things that he says. So again, he's not a man that he should change his mind. Uh, so, so in that instance, whatever he has said is established and it is. But we see how he treats uh, Peter in this particular incident. And so we want to be in that position where Peter was, where we say, okay, this is how I understand it, but also I'm open to you, God, leading me to get a deeper understanding of what that word is. And can Remember, Jesus came to fulfill the law and not to abolish it. So we, we, we don't look at the law and look at how terrible it is or how difficult it is, but we look to Jesus to understand the depth of what holiness would mean if man was going to do it out of his own strength and how difficult it is. And then Jesus comes and says, okay, to achieve holiness, there's a better way, and that better way is 
through the Holy Spirit. So continue to search, continue to let yourself be guided um, in, 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 by the Holy Spirit as you read the Bible. Desire it, love it. And I will tell you, falling in love with the Word for me is what changed my life. And everything that you need for life and godliness is in God's Word. Thank you. And just remember that um, we're trying to build this culture. And then as you walk by faith, you know, God will meet you at your point of need.